0: You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. My
1: time is
0: yours. I was the last man standing. It's yours. I am the man, and the man feels no pressure are facing a
1: fuel-injected suicide machine. Fear from the man that rules the world. I'm the man when I walk, the ground shakes. I am the master, I am the ruler.
2: you. You are now entering the vicious circle. Welcome to the Vicious Circle, I'm Rob. The episode you're about to hear, uh, we've actually pulled it live from the feed of COVIDCon 2020. Last weekend, I think it was May 2nd and 3rd, on uh, Wrestling Bookmarks page, on the 80s Wrestling Facebook page, and on Fight TV, we simulcast almost 16 hours a day of interviews with both writers and wrestlers. Uh, It was amazing. If you go there and uh, check out, like I said, Wrestle Bookmarks Facebook group, sorry, I apologize, that is a group, and 80s Wrestling Facebook page, those feeds are still up there, so you'll be able to see them. And uh, you can see a bunch of the people that we got to talk to, Dutch Mantel, Lanny Poffo, uh, oh, I'm suddenly drawing a blank, DDP, Glacier was there, uh, Gangrel, ODB, Thunderosa, like all of these people. It was just incredible. And uh, what we did is Sid also took part in it. So we have pulled that audio that we are about to present to you now. This is the, the live feed from COVID, COVIDCon 2020, and we hope you enjoy it. My
0: time is yours. So what happened was, is for a little while, I actually. Uh, I was collecting some of these action figures, right? They're not dolls, action figures. And they, they didn't have certain ones. So I started to kind of rip them apart and make ones as, as these custom action figure guys would. And now I'm going to really get into it and show you stuff here. Um, these are guys that don't exist. So then I said, you know what? Now they've learned how to do some of these custom action figures. There are books that don't exist. I said, I should write a book that doesn't exist. That's what led me to write the book. So it's uh, little Bit too much free time collecting. Now, there it is. There's the man. I gotta ask,
2: have you got a Sid Vicious doll? Because I think this man he might did. be interested to see it.
0: I, you know, I don't know if I want to show him this room. He's gonna think that I'm a supermarket, he's gonna powerbomb me through a table in here or something with action figures.
1: It can't be any worse than the last time I saw you on camera. You were naked with a towel around you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> actually, Rob, he called me on my phone, facetimed me. Him sitting naked on his couch with his dog. <laughs> Where did this come from? No wonder the guy just have time to call me. Work on my book.
0: Yeah, man. I'm, I'm sitting back here playing with dolls. You know, I can tell. A Sid doll here. I'm looking for one right now. I'm going to let you start though. I'm sure that I'm sure you've seen the mark out stuff quite a bit here. And uh, um, none of this is mine. It's actually all my wife's, by the way, Sid. Uh, oh. I wouldn't collect stuff like this. You're kidding me good she's yeah like. he's the queen. <laughs> <laughs> all well, righty man sense,
1: thanks so much uh, kenny all right man i'm gonna let you go talk to you later you got it hey sid hey well what's going on man nothing we're home now aren't we oh uh, wh- what's behind you there a ring that is a ring now are you at home or is that uh a real ring uh well
2: no What it is, it's called the... uh, Here, let's go outside for a little bit, shall we?
1: Okay, gotcha.
2: Yeah, or some spotlights, you see. pretty cool, Rob. You know, I'm learning some tech. Oh, I was just about to bring somebody in, but he jumped out. So I'll wait for him to come back. But Sid, we have got so many people here that have so many questions. Uh, We'll jump this one. This is a huge one. Any stories of wrestling for a crazy man, Herb Abrams, UWF? How about Herb's pay-per-view event at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, uh, where you wrestled Dr. Death, Steve Williams?
1: Yeah, I, the thing I remember the most about that show, Rob, I think I told you, um, Herb came to my room. Um, he called a call girl and asked him. He wanted a call girl with no makeup. So they come to my room. You know, They ended up leaving. Four or five le- hours later, I get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. They're both still in my bathroom doing coke all night. <laughs> I said, man, you guys have got to go. You know, I didn't know they were in there.
2: (laughs) Is that good because they were quiet, I guess, Yeah, I guess so, right? (laughs) Uh, Let's check this one out here, too, real quick. What was your memories of your team with Dan Spivey, you know, the Skyscrapers?
1: There was so many good memories there, Rob. Uh, Again, we talked about this before. You know, Danny was brought in to put with me to teach me how to work, how to get heat, uh, be really what I became as a singles wrestler. So it was just a great learning experience. Every day was uh, something new. It was just, um, it, the whole deal was just a lot of fun.
2: That was, like you said, a learning time, wasn't it? Right. Um. Now, do you talk to Dan much?
1: I saw him just a few months ago in an autograph signing. And every time I see him, I try to remind him how much I appreciate what he did for me. But uh, I, I think I had a little bit more time this last time in Philadelphia to um, tell him how much I appreciate what he did and um, let him know I hadn't forgotten it. And I didn't know, I, maybe I didn't know at the time what was going on. But after time went on, I realized just what a great thing he had done for me.
2: Okay. Let's go get to one more question real quick. Sid, what was it like to work with Macho Man Randy Savage?
1: It was a lot of fun. It's, uh, I tell you, Scott Hall used to do this deal with Randy, you know, Randy during interviews, he always wanted to have the last word and go, Oh yeah. Well, Scott would do something extra, make Randy do that. Oh yeah. All night long. They'd have to redo interview after interview. Um, but I didn't try that with Randy. I think we talked to, uh was talked to Larry, the guy that does my Instagram. We were, he was put up a picture of me and Randy. Uh, I didn't think about it in the beginning either. You know, Randy's the one that I was, I, I met Randy at a gym in Memphis He's going to he introduce me to the wrestling business and uh, to be, you know, with him at Team Madness and WCW, you know, there was a pretty cool thing. I thought I, I thought to myself, you know, my wrestling career has sort of going full circle. I'm now, you know, partners with the guy who taught me into getting into the business.
2: That is awesome. There, uh, there's a ton of questions on here. I'm just going to try and fire through them. A uh, huge fan of yours, what was your first reaction to being asked to jump off the rope in WCW, and could you have turned it down?
1: I tried to turn it down uh, several times that night, and they just kept saying, no, no, we got this. This is a big part of the night, blah, 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 and um, they never would take it out.
2: No. Um, <laughs> Joe back says hey Sid can I move in that's well I don't think so Joe
1: (laughs) I got a shed back there Joe yeah no bring you a a cot I got a big shot fan back there to keep the mosquitoes off of you
2: (laughs) see there we go uh Sid how did WCW tell you to drop the title to Benoit knowing he wouldn't stay to defend it
1: well the thing was is um he didn't know he wasn't going to stay um that thing, of course, I, I didn't know either. I just was asked to put him over. Uh, didn't matter to me. Um, and so when we came right back, and they asked me to put my foot in the rope, I figured it was just a way of, you know, everybody wants a way out in this business, guys, and I didn't really care to have one. So they, I figured it's just them saying, okay, Sid, put the guy over. Here's your way out. You got the foot in the ropes. You can say he cheated, whatever. Well, actually what happened, they fired him as he walked through the curtains after that match. Then Kevin Nash put the belt back on me the next night at Nitro, uh, saying he had won the belt from Chris. But they fired him, Dean Malenko, Perry Saturn, and Shane Douglas all at one time.
2: I, I still remember that match very, very vividly too. Right. Um, what was it like beating Shawn Michaels at Survivor Series at MSG? Great match. I was there.
1: Thing about it was it wasn't so much beating him because you know we this business is you know it's entertainment and the finishes. You no, know, not that big part of a deal. But that night, I would say the finish was a big deal for me uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, you know, to have put myself in a position like that to f- sort of force the company to use me and to make me champ because I was drawing money. That's why it meant so much. And that's why it, I still look back on that as <clears throat> maybe the greatest, the greatest night of my career. Excellent. Not for the money yeah. I made, but just for what I, how I turned things around.
2: Uh, this one here, too. Was WrestleMania 8 matched with Hogan? Was it botched, or did it go as planned, that finish?
1: Uh, I don't even know what the finish was. I never was told. The thing was, I'd give my notice, Rob, you know this, in Albany yep. at the pay-per-view for this, and um, then they brought the Warrior back, think, thinking that that would bother me. I, I already knew I was going home. And um, so, no, I, I didn't care what the finish was, and Rob, I've said this story several times because I was so frustrated with that place. I didn't even realize it was WrestleMania until like a year later. I'm doing an interview on the – some interview on the telephone or something. The guy says, remember WrestleMania? I said, no, I don't. Then I remember that night, and that was something I was trying not to remember.
2: Gotcha. Well, I, I do know what they mean um, because Hogan was, gave you the leg drop, and then they were counting the pin. And the, the rumor is Papa Shango was supposed to come in to run interference, but you ended up kicking out.
1: No, they told me to kick out. Oh, they did? Yeah.
2: Okay, so that was planned.
1: Right. Now, from my understanding, that that to them is like making me a big killer heel that I kicked out of Hogan's finish. Now, Rob, you know the story. I was supposed to only done pay per views and TVs up to that WrestleMania, win the world mm-hmm. championship, and go in the house shows. That again, I I just my heart wasn't in it at that point anymore.
2: Okay uh this is from pete marsh <laughs> uh you remember pete came down yeah with me. hey pete he says i don't want to ask a question because i don't want to hog all your airtime. lol uh, i just want to say hi and hope you are well
1: hey pete it's good to hear from you can't wait till you come back with rob sometime and you guys cook me dinner
2: that's oh yeah craft dinner that's what we're making <laughs> um michael mccurdy i'm a big brother fan what do you think of your son's participation on the show
1: Well, I think he, uh, unless I heard this the wrong way, he holds the record for the most immunity challenges in the record of the history of that show, unless someone's beaten it since then. Um, I think he did really good the first year on there. Um, You know, he made it close to the end and everybody hated him. Uh, The second time around, they knew what a good player he was, so they got him out pretty quick. Um, The downside to it, that's your son, and you get disappointed for him because he was thinking this is going to be a big. Uh, deal maker for his you know acting career which it didn't turn out like that but uh, still he had a lot of fun on it um he accomplished what he was trying to do He'd get on the show not once but twice and he I think he did really good for himself
2: I still remember running into my first big brother fan because I was talking about you mm-hmm. and they went I don't know Sid oh they and they went oh wait Frank's dad He's yeah. like yes that's it Frank's dad <laughs> Frank's dad <laughs> Now someone was asking up here and there it is. Daniel was asking, Sid, are you working on a book? And what can you tell us about it?
1: Well, I am working on a book uh, with Kenny, who you're doing the show with, Rob. And um, seriously, you know, because this COVID-19 uh, or the coronavirus, he has been um, having to do a lot of work on his um, with his teaching with these children uh, online stuff. And I, they're not really sure how it's going, but he just hasn't had time to putting time into the book right now and when he gets time i'm sure he'll call and we'll try to work it out one of the problems is he's just not calling um you know I've, and and i've already had this problem with other writers you know when you get ahead of me we're gonna have to fix all that anyway um i already again it's just uh, i'm a little frustrated with it right now with, as far as the book you know having to go through you know two writers now i'm on the third writer and i can't you know i don't know it doesn't seem like i'm on the same page yeah. with anybody
2: well, I do know. I was talking to Kenny about this, and he's he said after this weekend, his life opens up, and he's right. ready and willing and waiting. So, I'm well, sure you're going to see more work now.
1: This is the thing is, you know this. We did a um a um, um podcast with Tito Santana, and I'm sure I'm hard to deal with, Kenny. And everybody'll say that, but I can't put out a book like Tito did and never have read it or gone through it. Um, I'm just my life means a little bit more to me than that. And I think I still have a good story. I just don't think Kenny thinks the story is that good.
2: Well, I know the stories that I've heard, like just doing the podcast and listening to what you and other writers have talked about. Like there's some amazing stories and not just wrestling stories.
1: No. Yeah.
2: So I I can't wait for it to come out. Um, Mike asks, and this is a good one too. uh, Where'd it go? Come on. Oh, it's not going to let me show it. Uh, Do you still have trouble with your ankle?
1: It's really above my ankle. Uh, uh, Mike was his name. Um, Yes. It's right above the ankle, a few inches, and I do have uh, weird sensation, feelings down there, and some pain. And um, of course, think about from where that break is, right above my ankle. Almost everything below that is pretty much dead at this point. I don't have really a calf on that left side anymore. So, but no, yeah, it gives me problems from time to time. Nice Uh, picture, Mike. I see his picture. Nice picture. (laughs) Where is
2: he? Yeah, right there.
1: Yeah, good picture, man. There he
2: is. Just smiling. Now, this one's interesting. Is being honored by the WWE Hall of Fame important to you personally?
1: It um it is in a way. Um I've said this before. I felt like because of the leg break, um when they wouldn't take my phone calls to let me try to finish my career on a positive note, you know, I just feel like I came up short of what I would have thought would be a hall of fame career. And I think I could have finished up on a really cool note. Um, But again, I don't think they take his, take this, that serious, you know, as far as wanting me into their hall of fame or anything.
2: Okay. Let's see if we can get a couple more questions real quick. Um, Sid, what was behind the creation of the fist bump?
1: You know, the thing was, I, I started doing that in WCW actually not so much to the people at first, because I was a heel and you were told not to do that. I would just do it to the camera, and my wife Sabrina said, "Man, you need to really do that more often, and I started doing it more often, and it sort of I think it really got a cool following
2: It caught on huge, I know the yeah. last the couple of the last ones that I've seen just to rewatch matches, and you're walking down fist bumping everybody right so okay, let's see if we can get one more, maybe two um how about this one? Because I know we've talked about this. Uh what how do you feel about the Montreal screw job?
1: This is the thing is if if it wasn't a work, which I, I believe it was a work, I just don't believe it was um real. Um but if they it wasn't a work and if it was real, I think that they ha- if they if you had to do that to someone in the business because they won't do business, then you sort of deserve that. You know, this business is a work I and mean, when I left WCW you know, to go to WWF, I did exactly what was asking me. You know, and it didn't affect my career one bit. You know, so um you can't do that to the territory you're leaving. You know, it's just not good business. So if it was again, if it was real, he deserved it and if it wasn't real, it was sort of silly, the whole thing was silly. That you'd have to go to That's that. You no, know, talking to Brett sometime after he got, you know, his first break in singles Um, competition, he sometimes talked in the third person. And that's something, when people did that to me, I always thought they thought a lot more of themselves than it was really there.
2: By talking in the third person.
1: Right. Gotcha.
2: Okay, here we go. I got one last question for you. Any good memories of the Lord humongous days?
1: Man. Yeah. I love that whole Lord humongous character. Actually, that was one of the things I sort of wanted to bring back in my career was something close to Lord Humongous, but I never got the chance to. But I love that I love that gimmick.
2: That that was classic, and I love how you brought it back for your documentary that you did.
1: Right, um, exactly, yeah.
2: That was cool. Now we do have one guest that I wants want to pop on, on real, real quick.
1: quick. Oh, oh, turn, turn your, your volume, volume down.
2: down. <laughs> <laughs> my volume. Yes, yeah, this, this is Doctor Stevel
1: steve what's going on? Thanks for all your help with the uh, <laughs> Skype deal, jerk.
0: Hey. Hey. It's not my fault you don't know what a backslash is.
1: No, I and had again, the backslash, backslash.
0: No, <laughs> no, a backslap, a backslash. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I'm sure you can probably give me a backslash, slap while you're... Well, I'm there, but I'm not there. I was supposed to come over, but you created the code of coronavirus because you were afraid to meet the doctor. I was supposed to go over with Rob up top there. He was supposed to bring me. We we're gonna like go hang out and you know, was gonna like you know bring you to, to bring Sid back into relevance. And then suddenly coronavirus <laughs> happened, and you know, you canceled out on his little show here. I was like my chance to meet you was just crushed.
1: Well, I'm and, sorry, you know, Steve. I, I won't take all the heat for that. It's one hundred percent probably Rob- my fault. Yes, and me and Rob, you too.
0: Actually, want to? Yeah, we want to bring in a Chatham and bring a couple wrestlers up there, and like you know, I'm gonna need you to like you know um handle some old grudges of mine because I was managing back (laughs) in the Chatham territory, and this one guy was just being mean, so I was gonna bring you up there, and then I can like run my
1: mouth off again. Sure, we we could do that.
2: Oh, oh dear, his microphone just went silent. (laughs) Oh no. I don't know what happened. I think we're uh, losing signal. Good deal. Oh, the doctor's gone. <laughs> oh, man. And Way we to have go. to deal with him on the podcast, don't we? I know, right? <laughs> Sid, man, any last words for some fans? Uh, what, How you're surviving during the quarantine?
1: Well, like everyone, Rob, I hope everybody's taking this serious and looking at the numbers and the facts and not listening to people's opinions. Um. You know sometimes you know I talked about it sometimes I feel stupid of keeping myself quarantined to somewhat I mean not somewhat a whole lot um but then when the minute I think about not keeping myself safe, I think no it's still time to do this until I see the death stop and uh the cases stop, I'm not going to stop uh protecting myself
2: no, you got to do it. So that's why we do stuff like this. So, man, thank you for coming hey, out for saying, and entertaining you, some people. Did
1: you ask Brian Knobs about the story about him and Jimmy Snooker
2: We did not get a chance to get him on. He had technical difficulties until oh, two minutes great. before the end of his time.
1: Oh, okay. What about Lanny Poffo?
2: Yes, we did. He remembers the show, but not a whole lot about what was actually done in the show. Oh, okay. Yes. And it's actually Lanny Poffo that uh, Brian is mad at because... Lanny went over by about five minutes and that made Brian set his phone down and it went, it went downhill from there.
1: Oh man. Well, we'll get him on another time.
2: Absolutely. So man, thank you very much. And I hope you have a great night. We'll talk more soon.
1: Okay, Rob, you be good, dude. Always.
2: All right. There he is. The master and ruler of the world. Sid vicious. Um, Sid, thank you so much for coming back. Um, It was awesome that you could take some time just to chat with us and answer some of these questions, you know, mess with the doctor just a little bit and uh, keep people happy. I know we're just waiting for one more person to come in. And there you have it. That was Sid live at COVIDCon 2020. Um, Speaking with Kenny Casanova, he was a gentleman who organized the whole thing and was uh, able to put most of that, well, I got most all of that together. Uh, Ed, Deadly Ed, and Rob the Slob. That's just uh, Ed and I. We were the hosts, but he was the mastermind. Uh, He has been talking, and we might do smaller ones you know, coming up fairly shortly. So keep your eyes out for those two pages, because they will definitely appear on there. And if things go well, and it looks like it went really well at Fight TV, you might see it there as well. I just wanted to wrap this up, because normally this is where we have a question. So what I'm putting out to you... Do you have a question you would like to ask Sid? Is there something burning in your mind that the master and ruler of the world is the only one that can answer? Shoot us an email, info at viciouscirclepod.com. What we'd like to do is get you one-on-one with the big man, ask your question, get your answer, and we put you on the episode. All right, info at viciouscirclepod.com. Send that email. Let us know uh, what question you have, and we'll start chatting back and forth, find some availability, and get you in touch with Sid and get that question asked. Okay, Uh, so by myself now, but we'll be back with Sid next week. And uh, until then, we'll see you later. You've been listening to the Vicious Circle Podcast. Your host, Sid Udi. Co-host, J. Robert Bellamy. Additional research by Pete Marsh. The Vicious Circle podcast was produced by Two Cousin Road Trip Media, a division of JX3 Media Productions. The intro music, Omega Amigo, was by The Shaman. All rights to the podcast are held by Sid Udi.